Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Art of Unlearning podcast. My name is Julia Banford and today I'm here with my good friend Brett Hagen. Hello Brett. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for What's coming up? today. I'm like looking at the phone. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's someone. Is it going into the phone? Do yes. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. All right, great. All right. Well, look I at pray. That. There you yeah. go. Well, now happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much. So today we're going to talk about a topic and I'm titling, entitling it The Silver Lining to Personal Challenges. And what we're going to talk about is certain challenges that we all face and what we can learn from them and tools that we develop through them. And as the title states, the silver lining to these things. So I'm actually going to start with a personal anecdote before I open the floor to Brett. Um, I'm going to talk about something personal that I've been dealing with for the last couple of years and what it's taught me and how I've grown through some of the changes I've made relating to it. So I've actually struggled with alcohol use for the last several years and only a few select people are aware of that. So I'm opening up for the first time to the public I will end up doing an entire episode on this, but for now it just relates to what we're talking about, so I'll touch on it. Um, So basically, alcohol use in my life had gotten to the point that it was really negatively impacting my life and my mental health. And it took me years to notice this and to eliminate it, at least for now, but hopefully for the long haul. And once I realized this, I realized that so many difficult areas of my life could improve that had for so long been padded by alcohol, making them comfortable and quote-unquote easier. So I eliminated it and now I realize that I have so many skills that I need to develop on my own without the crutch of alcohol. I need to develop social skills that aren't padded with alcohol. I need to develop relaxation methods that don't involve alcohol. I need to work to develop confidence without the padding of alcohol. There are so many things that would not improve with the presence of alcohol in my life. And I'm not comfortable approaching my 30s in that way, which is terrifying. Brett knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Ooh, easy. (laughs) So on that note, I'd like to open the floor to Brett. Brett has a lot to talk about on this topic, I'm sure. Um, Brett, I'm just going to let you tell us your story. I'm going to open the space to you. Uh, Just a couple of prompts. If you could give us an idea of your current and past personal struggles, what you think they're teaching you, what skills you've developed as a result, and if you have any advice for our listeners facing their own personal challenges. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, approaching your 30s, that's a, that's a huge theme. I mean, it's very real. Um, obviously, I just turned 30 that's right. this past uh, Sunday, two Sundays ago. Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry. Fine. Happy it's birthday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think um, the past kind of personal struggles I mean I have faced is just um, just kind of finding out I know I'm not trying to make this cliche just really who I am though and how I operate and what and just kind of trying to find the most efficient means 
of how I operate and, and what makes me happy and what works for me. And it's not like there's no manual. You know, that's what I, and you have to kind of undergo the hardships and the adversity and the tough times to gain that wisdom to make the changes. So right. it's, there's no perfection in it. Um, so I think my, you know, obviously, and you're hinting at alcohol struggles, and I, I've undergone that, that journey myself mm-hmm. and um, staying sober and stopping drinking and, um, you know, and using other recreational drugs and, um, but, and just kind of being self-reflective and honestly honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And um, finding out who I am, and and then kind of for and not so much forgiving myself, but just realizing that you can change and it's okay to change. Um, I think my personal problems have been have stemmed from not really knowing what I wanted from life, and and being afraid, honestly, of of success and then yes being crippled by the fear of failure so you're in this you're in this hard place between okay i want to try new things but i don't want to be bad at it so i'm not going to do it okay so i'm going to stick to my guns of what i know so you can kind of just fall into this this fear of doing what you know and for me it was like bartending and just kind of you know getting by and hustling and, and, but also just eating away at myself that I was never really good enough. Mm-hmm. So it's just this dynamic of what am I doing with my life? I don't really feel worthy. I don't like myself, but I'm going to make it look like I like myself right. and people are going to think I like myself and it's just bullshit. It's right. utter and it's, and I think I had to undergo that, and then I just realized the commodity of time, um, and it's, it's, I just turned 30, and that's kind of like a milestone. I would joke like, oh, I hope I make it to 30, like, mm-hmm. you know, like an asshole, <laughs> but it's really, it is true, like, um, so, yeah, the personal struggles are basically just kind of the self-destructive nature of myself, yes. and also realizing that and pulling my trying to pull myself away from that those habits the habitual things we do every day that kind of circumvent either positive or negatively and a lot of in my life was negative and then you 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 step back and like why isn't my life the way it should be yeah you know and then you start to get envious and then you start being spiteful and then you just really just don't like yourself and if you don't like yourself then you get very very nihilistic. So my personal struggles have been kind of combating nihilism, mm-hmm. and and also you're parlaying that with a hedonistic lifestyle, and it's just this perfect shitstorm of you know just you're being completely untrue to yourself, and it's not getting you anywhere. So you really have to just look at yourself in a reflective state of like, what am I trying to achieve? And and there's no right or wrong answer really, but you kind of have to be working towards something. Because I just felt for a long time that I was just existing. Mm -hmm. I was getting by and nothing was happening for me professionally and I was perpetually 
lazy, like combatively, just so lazy and and just laminating in, the, in in my essence that I was like okay with just being okay, mm-hmm. and I just didn't. I just really I had no ambition really for a while and. And then you just, you fall in this rut and then you start feeling sorry for yourself. And it's just kind of sad because no one really else, (laughs) no one feels sorry for you. Right. Because there's no reason to. Right. Because you don't have it that bad. And that's my realization is that life is really not that bad. And I was kind of breeding this alter sense of, of the world that... That it was hard. That I was like oppressed. Mm-hmm. And it's total bullshit. It's not real. It's all up here. So there's a metamorphosis for sure. Like, and it's just, it, and you have to be, and that's the thing, being real to yourself. It's like, okay, well, you look, let's look at your habits. Let's look at what you do, what you're doing, what you do to yourself. You know, and if it's drinking and drugging and, and, and just, kind of just going with the flow and not really taking control or responsibility and having a no accountability and then everything else is suffering because of that because now you're just you're you're trading the time that you could be doing investing in yourself investing in your life either educationally spiritually however you want to kind of manifest yourself but you're just you're allowing yourself to deconstruct to just self-destruct right and what is it getting you and how long do you want to keep doing it? So it's not, it's not me hopping on the soapbox and I'm just imploring and I'm sharing because I mean, if, I just wanted people to resonate. And we were talking about resonation earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much a victory, but it's just more self-reflection and being honest with yourself. And, it's, and, and then you realize so many people do love you and care about right. you and want the best for you. And just stop fighting yourself and kind of allow yourself to be open to that and try something else to, and, and to change and to, to go under that change. So, and the changes are minuscule and then you start to see that they start to kind of build and there is a little bit of a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And you, yes, you have to change and they, in like any kind of, by by smaller means and then they translate into bigger means but it has to be just something off the bat one little thing mm-hmm. little steps so the hardships i really i can't say here that i've had like a hard life but i can say i've had it i've made it harder on myself mm-hmm. so it's capitalizing on what you already have potential realizing that following through with it and, and staying kind of more in the present, like, you know, and that's the thing, like, you know, we grew up, think about Haddonfield where we mm-hmm. grew up in this Pleasantville kind of persona and aura and this somewhat of a bubble. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to kind of follow suit into obligation of where your life should be. And Absolutely. there's an absolute bar set as far as success and a narrative of and, and there's just so much comparison. There's a huge comparison game. And it is what it is. I'm not trying to, you know, point fingers at Haddonfield and put it on the microscope and, and 
place blame. I'm not doing that. Sure. But I'm saying there's a precedent as far as, okay, you feel like there's this pressure that you have to perform or be at a certain point of your life and there's stages and it just keeps going linear up. But that's not really life though. I mean, once you get out and you realize that you have to start gaining perspective and you're 18 years old and what 18 year old really knows what they want to do with their life. And they might think they do and they kind of follow suit into this, okay, go to college graduate get a job and yes it's all seems very fairy tale sometimes and it usually and you hope that happens though but mm-hmm. i mean the 20s is very tumultuous time of of self growth or self destruction kind of like maybe a little bit of both um and there are probably so many more people than we realize that had a self destructive decade in their 20s and what what we struggle with is what we see which isn't necessarily what's really going on Mm -hmm. and that harms our confidence too and then we get into a rut that we don't even realize other people might be in too Mm -hmm. which is where you lose your camaraderie absolutely yeah and and we talked about earlier the isolation Mm -hmm. and then you can feel so alone sometimes um so and what I've learned, though, and, and not to just be also negative, it's just, you know, that, that reflection that um, I'm expressing is just because it, it, it's parlaying into what I've learned from it. And it's so much wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm only 30. It's not like I have this, you know, I'm not this prolific figure. But it is, there is so much, there's wisdom there. And, you, and that's what I'm, I'm learning so much about myself and... And it's just like how much, how how long do you want to keep living a certain life? Right. And it's just destroying you inside, and it's insane after a while. Mm-hmm. And then people don't want to associate with you, and you start to see friends kind of walk away, and and then you're left by yourself again, and it sucks. Yeah. But then it, but you have to take that responsibility, and realize that you've made certain choices and certain behavior and actions have led to you to get to this point right so it's not placing blame on others and it's just like it takes a while to just kind of figure out where you're going and what you want from life right and you have to and if you kind of lose that hope and you don't like yourself and you're lacking self-worth i mean it's really it's it's a scratch and claw to get back to just level and feeling okay because you could just you could be in very strange places in your life and Mm -hmm. I just want to kind of just talk about what I've kind of like learned and what I've grasped and, you know, and, and how things are going now. Yeah. And, and more so like the hardships, if you're, if, again, if it's self-inflicted, you have to be honest with yourself. You got to take a big step back and realize, okay, and then what is, what is really valued in your life though? You know, mm-hmm. and and if you're, if you're substituting certain things that you've used to do, or like to do, or people in your life for certain behaviors that are taking precedent over that, is it worth it? Right. I mean, what, what makes you really feel though? You know, mm-hmm. and all these things I would do to myself to just get that high in that moment and feel like the world was ending tomorrow mm-hmm. and let's do it all today 
And it's not like that. I mean, it's it's building things for your future that you want to be at, that you kind of want to evolve into. And would you say, it sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that confidence was a huge motivator for you and a really necessary part to develop for you to have the willingness to do this and to make these changes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a tall guy. and No. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's the thing, like... Some people, you would look at a person on a physical stature and be like, just maybe, does he exude confidence? But no, I'm walking around like, you know, I'm four feet nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, for a time. And yeah, the confidence, and and it's a slow buildup of it. And that's from the changes, but... Yeah, it's it's more it's the self worth and confidence that kind of that commingle. Um, yeah, because I think without the confidence, and if you're not, if you again, if you don't, if you're not walking in that room with your your chin held high and your and your shoulders straight and your mm-hmm. and your good posture and you're looking people in the eyes and. And and what what's eating at you though? What's what's in what's in inhibiting you from feeling that way? You know, because something is on your subconscious. You're thinking of something, and it's either some kind of past, some kind of adversity, some something in your mental state that's just mm, not really mm-hmm. letting you get there. You know, right. either it's guilt or shame, and that's a reflection though. It's like, okay, what was I doing though? that was making me feel that way or yeah. what was going on in my life or I wasn't I was coping with something you know mm-hmm. and then and that's the thing like in, in my professional life and I, I and I you talked about this one episode the, the phoniness you could feel right and I just felt I was fighting my inner self of like what I actually like to do and I was taking jobs just to take jobs mm-hmm. just because I felt like you know, that's what as a as a man or that's what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, nah, man, like, what are you doing? That? And then that's the thing. And it's even more self-destruct tendencies because you hate what you do. Right. Professionally. So now you're going to make up for it. You right. know what I mean? Right. So. And we talked about this earlier. I think it was just the if you're living an insane life, literally, you know, definition of doing this certain things, certain behaviors, and and expecting a different result, and then you're just left like shocked, and it's hilarious because yeah. you shouldn't be. <laughs> right, and we're we're intelligent people, and we talked about how we do it. Yeah, we just keep doing it, doing our self-destructive behaviors, expecting this time it'll be different. This time I won't feel the shame or the regret or the guilt, and it never happens. And you're right, we act shocked. Like, yeah. Oh, why not? Yeah. And it, it's the willingness to look at it and say, why do you keep doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're not going to get what you need to Yeah. Get. Yeah. I mean, and, and we talk about what people and they're facing their own issues. And that's the thing. Like, I was lucky enough that I was creating my own problems. Mm-hmm. In comparison to some people that are going through hardships where they have no control of it. You know, so it's tough for me to really relate, but I could tell you what I kind of developed is more just like a backbone and a self-worth and and realizing like you never really lose the power to do whatever you really want, though. 
You know, like I could do, I could, I could pick up a bottle. I could, you know, I could go back to that life if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You never lose that. It's mm-hmm. just this evolution, though, in in yourself. And I think with other people, and they, it's the coping, the mechanisms. I just found out that healthier means either through exercise or self expression, you know, or and then just getting back to a point where I'm actually feeling feelings Mm -hmm. and not numbing myself to life to what's actually going around so I think the coping mechanisms that we endure as humans I mean because we're very complicated beings it's not I'm not and I think the perspective keeps growing and you start to realize like life is hard and it's difficult and and you stop and I had to stop infantizing myself and be responsible and more accountable Right. You know, because I would just let, I would just wouldn't face things, you know, like you ever not look at your bank account because. <laughs> oh yeah. The other day. <laughs> like, oh, it didn't happen. Right. Because I won't look at it. Like overdraft emails were my best friends. Like oh, what, me please. and Wells Fargo? Tight. We yeah. were communicating every week. <laughs> I was my boy. That's right. <laughs> Closest friend at the time. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it's was... so sad admitting that, but uh, it's true. It's just yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, how long do you want to keep doing it? And I'm trying to make this more broad because I know I'm just sounding like very. It's like I had issues, and no, I definitely did. But I would say, just if you can't control certain things, it's the acceptance of that. But then maybe trying to find the healthier alternatives mm. to dealing with it because there are th- certain things going on in my life and loved ones getting sick and, and people passing and then understanding that um, that destructing myself and then and, and using or, or drinking or whatever I was doing and then not facing them and numbing it and acting like it just it would go away and it doesn't though because then you wake up and it's still there so right. that's you, great advice. you gotta find something that's gonna and, and and you know and also it's okay to it's okay to be emotional it's okay to to be vulnerable right and you don't have to be this big tough guy and I've kind of found now that like self expression and 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 honestly and that's the thing like you know the masculinity now and and kind of and what it is, and then if there's like a, a balance between being feminine, and I think it's just kind of hopefully becoming more of a balance and mm-hmm. they and coexisting because, like, it's tough for any of it with your friends to open up sometimes, right? So then I started talking to someone, and I had more of an outlet, right? And I could be honest because for so long you just decompartmentalize mm-hmm. and you just repress, right? And it just bottles. So then, what do you do? You you drink, you do, right. you find you find things to get through find your day, release. you know, yeah. and it's just that would be my advice. It's just because the twenties is just a pivotal time, like, and that's the thing. I was just trying to figure out who I am and what my what I kind of wanted my life to start to be, and to work on that. I've right. just felt so long in limbo, mm-hmm. and it's still I'm not still there. Like it's still it, it never ends though. But there's a lot of things that have changed and that are getting better. 
So it's more just helping yourself. And my mantra has been recently like, don't create your own hell. Mm. And we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if you if you don't believe in hell or not, or it doesn't really matter. But hell can be an absolute existence in your headspace, in your life. And if you're creating that, and if you're doing it completely by yourself, I mean, how long do you want to be there? Right. You know, and, until you've had enough. And then, and then also, how long are you going to keep dodging these bullets of, of self-destructive tendencies or whatever you're doing? And then that could just com- completely explode and get really bad. You know, I feel very grateful that things didn't get as bad as they possibly could have, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at with that. It's yeah, just, that's great. <laughs> that's great. And, um, Brett was talking about self-expression, and on that note, <laughs> Brett's been doing some really cool stuff um, with writing, and that's actually, I, I saw some of his pieces, and that's what inspired me to invite him on the show, so I'm going to make him <laughs> read something just, he wrote. You just put the gun down. Yeah, right? oh, I'm sorry about the, the weaponry. <laughs> so, Brett, do you have anything you'd be willing to read? Yeah, right, Absolutely. Cool. Um, I've got this little piece here. Um, I've just, I've been working more on fiction, but yeah, uh, just kind of in that and poetry and then just kind of more creative writing and, and things that I've been feeling. Um, cause it really is, I mean, and that I've told, I tell all my friends and, and family and, and if they're having a tough time you can kind of tell and you can see it on them like, right. right. And you don't have to publish it or show it. And, and who cares if it's, if it's whatever. It doesn't have to have any punctuation or grammar. Or mm-hmm. Just write because it's very cathartic and therapeutic to get it out there. And you'll find that you'll be more self-expressive than you would be talking about it. And it's Absolutely. easier sometimes to write about it than Absolutely. to speak about it. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I'm, just work, I'm working on this fiction piece. So it's a little start of it. Um, It's called Something Soon. She was simply tired and lay her existence with something so sad, something forever ill-medicated, and she could no longer bear to differentiate or at least decipher a world of gas to the supernova of idea and touch. The feeble-mindedness was pandemic, for every sight was permanence misconstrued, grandiose and delusion was mainstreamed, and she fought her mind to placate some kind of reasoning some kind of truth. She watched her daughter from afar. She must know that the smile was real, that the wind was still something, and that the trees still murmured her name in the autumn night. It was all happening, the hateful space and love loss on inv- invalidity and a treason of the mind. And now she, observant of the shortcomings of humanity, and thus the inevitable rancid realization felt by her, as sour as the milk was poured. To be of notice of what was reality, and now the dream world dancing so tightly, so closely drawn together, the lines of separation apart no longer could be seen through the naked eye. Of those who walked this earth, stepped through continuity of the unreal fog, a fog so clear and unimaginably transparent, did they live, or were they living to die? It had ceased to matter anymore, for those who felt apparent still would like a chance at nothing, and the nothing, blissful in its non-existence. For if there was no feel, there was no pain. Wowza. <laughs> and I, 
Anyone else crying? I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, Brett. Thanks so much. And yeah. I've known Brett, I don't know. It's been... 15 uh, years yeah. or something. And been a long time. Don't take this the wrong way, but I never thought you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's usually, that's the reaction you I've been You know what getting, I'm saying? And it's so. nothing, nothing no. negative. It's just so nice when you see someone doing well spiritually and personally to let out something new and to pleasantly surprise people and it's proof that they're they're doing something right yeah so that's really cool yeah when you see when you see a change yeah it's wonderful and um i honestly if i've never felt more connected with my friends and and certain people in my life and and to just and I just kind of realized like there's so much more to life and to explore things and to be real and be yeah. to be more human and and just so much less insecure and because right. you really I mean honestly people want to connect and that's the thing we just put our guard up so I right. mean I understand I get I hear that but and also it makes me feel it makes me feel kind of empowered and it kind of justifies like and cause years ago, I would never, I would never share, and I would never like to throw that out there, right. or even, I wouldn't even write. And mm-hmm. that's the thing; it's just like you find the means to that that helps you make you that helps you feel better and express yourself, and and it might take a while to get there, but I yeah. mean that's that's the beauty in it, though. I mean, just kind of going on that that little excursion and in yourself a little bit and I know that this is no you know famous podcast or anything but you putting out your writing is what inspired me to get you here yeah you know what I'm saying so new opportunities open up for you when you're willing to share absolutely so that's really cool I think that's the thing um we have so much inner critics and if it's like if you like to draw you like to paint whatever you like to do it could be something so obscure Right. If you share with the world, I mean, there's no harm. It's absolutely free. And yeah. you even doing this podcast, and I've listened to your episodes, and it's wonderful. Thanks. Again, because it's, it's, it's the power of resonation and humans mm-hmm. hearing other stories and their feelings and their thoughts. And like, wow, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. And I appreciate you putting that out there because the honesty is it's not all that it's not relevant sometimes like right. you know it's not it people want to put on that facade so yeah and i don't and i did for you know i we still combat that yeah. so just being true to yourself which is i think your essence of what you're trying to share and what you're trying yeah, to do absolutely thank yeah. you yeah it's very human glad you've enjoyed i did thank you for having me absolutely thanks so much for coming yeah this has been so fun it's been and excellent. I'm sure uh, on your podcast, which you're starting, right? <laughs> no. uh, quite possibly. Well, I'm sure I'll be the first guest. Yes, well, so if that I'm happens. I'm looking forward to that. No. There will be. I, I just want a disclaimer. Brett did not tell me that he's starting a podcast. But <laughs> this is just a suggestion, a strong suggestion. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea or just, yeah, I would like that. Continue to share mm-hmm. um, in any way you do. And um, thanks a lot for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, so thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. This was 
this will probably be a popular one because the Brett Hagen was here. <laughs> so um, let me know what you guys thought. And if you want to send me an email, if you have any ideas for episodes or any questions, my email is julia at iamsimplyspirited.com. iamsimplyspirited.com is my website. And my Instagram is at simplyspirited. And I'll put Brett's Instagram information on this post as well so that you can get a peek at his writing. Which get I'm that sure clout. I, like, <laughs> I like, didn't know what that meant at first. I had to think about the Cardi Come B on. song. Come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got, just, yeah. Just big influence on me. She's a huge influence on my life. No joke. So, <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. Have a good day.